that crossing the stream was bad. Cross the Streams podcast, Kip Ione here with the addition on the drive segment. And if any of you have been following our social media feed, either across the streams podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, or you follow Kane or myself on our Twitter feeds, you know that I have been fully engrossed in the World Series. And with my Dodgers going again to the World Series and again coming up short, I experienced the gamut of emotions from elation to complete devastation when they lost again, this time to the Boston Red Sox in five games. And I felt myself thinking, you know what? You're 39 years old. Maybe it's time to admit you might have an irrational fandom problem. And so I talked to Kane and I said to Kane, hey, listen, we got a little break between the end of season two and the beginning of season three of Cross the Streams podcast uh, when we start back up in January with our usual interviews and reaction segments together. So we've always been looking for, hey, what can we, can we throw out addition on the drive? Can we throw out a useless full information just to give you guys out there, audience, a little tidbit of what's going on with us before we get rolling on a weekly release again? And I said, I got one irrational fandom and I didn't want to get on here and just rant and rave about the fact that the Dodgers lost to the Red Sox in some of the most ridiculous fashions possible um, especially the game four loss when they're up four nothing in the seventh inning and decided they're going to go ahead and lose nine to six and give up what seemed like a steady stream of monster mashes in about five pitches over the course of that game but I didn't want to do that because my wife, Kelly, uh, has already told me, listen, man, nobody wants to hear you rant and rave uh, about your issues without, you know, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. There's got to be some positivity or some help that I might be able to provide in terms of the concept or maybe IDing and coping with irrational fandom. So that's where I decided to go with today's Dishing on the Drive. If you're out there driving to work, if you're out there stuck in a commute, Dishing on the Drives or Kane and I's uh, antidote to that. Sometimes our Dishing on the Drives are together. Sometimes our Dishing on the Drives are solo shots where we just have a topic that we want to jump on. And today, I've got to get you guys on this irrational fandom. And I wanted to start with IDing your problem. And I wanted to give you about five or six ways to really recognize, you know what, I'm with Kip, who's a college basketball coach, never played baseball past Billings Heights American Minor League, playing for Haas Automotive and Little Caesars Pizza, is not a big baseball guy. He only loves the Dodgers. And suddenly, for about, you know, the end of September through the end of this World Series, my life revolved around the Dodgers. And like I said, my wife, my family, my kids, people at work were all well aware that Kip has a crazy level of love for the Dodgers, despite not being rewarded with the World Series championship ring as a fan since 1988 when I was nine years old. Uh, But I wanted to give you ways to identify within yourself how you can know, number one, that you have an irrational fandom issue. Um, I think the first thing you got to dive into is if you are a grown person, male or female, excuse me, male or female, and you have an extensive, extensive collection of jerseys in your house, none of which you really believe a grown person should ever wear in public, 
but you're going to wear that 100% of the time on game day in your own home, whether or not it's superstition, whether or not it's just your your fandom causing you to have to support your team in some way or another, that might be your first clue that you have a fandom problem. For me, on my end, I have an extensive collection of Lakers, Georgetown Hoyas, Allen Iverson, LeBron James, Dodgers, and Cowboys jerseys in my closet that I will wear on game day every single time. Um, I also have Notre Dame jerseys that I wear. Um, I can dive into a lot of different areas with my fandom where I have the gear that I would not wear to Safeway. I probably wouldn't. I don't even wear that much stuff to like in-game experience. If I go see Canes, UW Huskies, I might have a t-shirt with a W on it, but I'm not putting on a Jake Browning jersey because I'm 39 years old. But if I'm watching the Cowboys or Notre Dame in my house, I probably have on a jersey. And that, that's just like it's natural in my brain that it has to be done. That's a problem. Second way you can ID that you have an irrational fandom issue. You're the cooler or you're the fun sponge at gatherings on the day of or the day after your team's defeat. For example, the Dodgers, game four, they're down two games to one. They're rolling along. I'm at my nephew's birthday party with all of our family. Things are going great. My nephew turned two years old. My kids are having fun. There's cake everywhere, pizza. Things are great. Dodgers give up a three-run homer, cut it to four to three, and the cloud of negativity that is Kip watching his teams not do well engulfs the basement that we're all hanging out in. Mind you, I, let me say it again, my nephew's turning two. We got alphabet puzzles, we got my six-year-old sons running around, everyone's having a fun time with family except for this guy sitting on the couch in silence, pouting as his team is losing. Not ideal. If you are the cooler or the fun sponge at your family's gatherings on those days when your team's not playing well or they lost and you're there the next day, that's a sign you have an irrational fandom issue. Next thing, when people, whether it's family, acquaintances, your significant other, plan their interactions with you around the time your team is on. And they can do this one of two ways to let you know you have an issue. One, they want to make sure that they have a front row seat with you, not because they're as big as fan as you, but because they want to see you in action as that fan. Like they just have to be around the craziness and they want to see it, and they don't even care about the game. They just want to see you go off the rails. That's a sign. Or on the flip side of that coin, people have caught your act, either at the games in person or they've caught your act watching the games in your home, and they've decided they want out. They no longer want to be around you when these sports are happening for your teams. That's an issue that you need to look in the mirror and say, yeah, I've got a problem. They, when people are planning their interactions with you around the time of your team's games, no bueno. Next thing, if you find yourself describing watching your teams with the following phrases, they gave me a heart attack, I'm going to stroke out, I feel like fainting, all those are negative things to say in the world. All those are real health problems that you are now claiming and probably truly deep down feel could happen to you while watching your team play. Irrational fandom. Been there, not judging anyone. Love to use my latest one that I've been using a lot is they're going to give me a stroke. No disrespect to anyone out there with family relatives that have experienced that terrible medical ailment. That's what I've been using to describe watching the Cowboys on offense or watching um, the Dodgers try to hit a ball against Chris Sale or Joe Kelly. That's what I've been using. Irrational. Next one, and maybe the last one on our list of ways to ID your problems, you get on your own 
offspring, your child, son, daughter, for being pouty and moody during their team's loss. And your wife either looks at you, says to you, texts you, and says, pot, meat kettle. That's a sign that she's telling you, oh, really, Kip? You're mad that your son is upset his football team is losing in London and you don't want to be in the same room because he's such a mess. Maybe, just maybe, he watched you the night before in that Dodgers loss and could be doing some of the things you do. Even if he's not copying you, he shares your DNA, could be an issue for you. Those five things, folks. Extensive collection of jerseys. You're the fun sponge. People plan their calendars around your fan experience. You say heart attack, stroke, or passing out when watching your team and or your kids are copying you and no one wants to be around them, you can safely say you have a fandom, irrational fandom issue. Now, all is not lost. Okay, I'm here to tell you that there are ways to move through your irrational fandom and I'm not going to tell you, hey, you know what you should do? Stop being a fan. Can't do it. Been a Cowboys fan since I was six. Cannot give up the irrational love of the star, but there are ways to be more palatable or people can handle being around you and you can handle yourself better with these things that I'm about to say. Coping mechanisms for irrational fandom. Let me give you number one. Get yourself a carefully selected text group. Now, younger kid, now younger listeners out there, you might go a snap group. Uh, you might have some other, a Marco Polo group. Fine, I have a text group. Um, but your text group that you utilize during the game, after the game, when things go south, this is a delicate thing. Your The text group cannot have any gasoline throwers on it. You can't be in a rage and have one of your text buddies throw gas on the fire that is your anger. But I said, oh, yeah, the Cowboys suck. Or, oh, I told you Puig was going to do that. You can't have that. You've got to have a delicate balance of friends and family in your text group. You have to have, one, some experts in that sport that will speak to you rationally. So, for example, when you text your group that Joe Buck hates the Dodgers, you text back, they text back, hey, man, listen, every fan base throughout the history of the World Series has said Joe Buck is cheering against their team. What you're saying is dumb. Or, Dave Roberts shouldn't make that move to the bullpen. And your friend that's a baseball coach says, well, it's not crazy. That is who you need some of those in your text group. Then you also need, this is a big one, you need a people in your text group that are just the comic show audience. And they will just text you back, ha, 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 or LMAO. Or maybe it's a bitmoji of them laughing. That's great, because they, they heard your silliness that you said, we can't throw the ball on third down. We don't have an offense that throws downfield. And they don't, they don't egg you on to get you to say more crazy stuff. They just send back, ha, ha. And now you've got that off your chest and you can move on. So a delicate balance of a text group is huge. Okay, next thing. And this is where you got to bring your, in your significant other. Um, if you live by yourself, I don't know what to tell you. This one won't help you because you're by yourself. you got to make an oh shit plan with your significant other prior to the game. So, for example, when the Cowboys were 13-3 and and they were in the divisional playoffs versus the Packers, good chance Aaron Rodgers was going to upset him. So my wife and I talked and I said, hey, I know the kids got friends over today. If this game goes south, I'm going to need to go to the back room and take about a 15-minute kip timeout where I just kind of yell and rage in the back with the door closed and all these people will not, will continue to send their kids here because they won't see me flip out. She said, I got it. I get it. If it goes south, which it did, and the Packers beat the Cowboys at uh, the new Jerry World in the playoffs, she said, I'll take them outside of the park. We'll just leave you to yourself. Gave me 15 minutes, and then I walked right out, and I was, I was better. And 
people who sent their kids to us to play with our kids were fine because their kids didn't see a raging lunatic. Okay, make an oh shit plan for yourself. Next thing, this one is maybe unique to me, but it's definitely worked. I've tried to get my son on this when his Jaguars lose, is embrace the despair. Go all in. Find every article post game from the local paper, the beat reporters, ESPN, Fox Sports, and just read them, watch it, and draw out the rage by just diving into the facts of what happened. Watch the bad play 20 times. Watch the player's interview on it. Read it. Give yourself about an hour of digesting the despair. And afterwards, a cathartic effect happens. You recognize that other people are also sad, not just you, but you also recognize that everybody involved is still alive. They'll be there when the sun comes up, and the game will probably continue the next week. And I've found that if I digest stuff right afterwards instead of just going out and hitting a tree, things are better. So embrace the despair. Okay. Finally, the, you have to have a well-balanced, irrational diet. And what I mean by that is I don't want you to binge eat or go on a drinking binge. I don't want, to, I want you to do that. I want you to have teams that you are irrationally crazy about that are in all four seasons. So, for example, the Dodgers lose. Devastating. But about yeah, 12 hours after they lost Game 5 and were out of the World Series again, I transferred irrational fandom to the Cowboys. Cowboys are three and four. I've got nine more weeks of trying to see if they get somewhere. And then I will tra- transfer that irrational fandom to the Georgetown Hoyas. Once they get bounced in the first round of the NCAA playoffs as a higher seed, then I'll transfer that to LeBron and the Lakers. And then I'll transfer that right back over to the, to the Dodgers. And everything is just cyclical, but it doesn't let it just bear itself in, a, in one huge nuclear bomb when the Dodgers lose, and i got to wait four months for them to start again. I've got a well-balanced, irrational fandom diet. Okay? So let me repeat, coping mechanisms, get yourself a carefully selected text group, communication group, make an oh-shit plan, embrace the despair, and have a well-balanced diet of fandom that you can spread out your craziness across the seasons. Okay. Irrational fandom, dishing on the drive. Notice we didn't dive into, hey, should you be irrational as a fan? The answer is probably no. But, I mean, fan is, fan is fanatic. I mean, there's a reason it's called fan. So I don't have the answer for that. I'm not going to tell anybody out there, hey, you know what? You've been a Red Sox fan for 40 years. Please stop, and tomorrow you're going to come out whistling Dixie and not care about baseball. I'm just trying to give you some ways to dive in and be a better person to be around in the midst of your rational fandom. Dishing on the drive, Cross the Streams podcast, Kip and Kane I own. Thanks. See you on the other side, Ray.